Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Going the extra hour for as long as the orders go on this playoff run. We're going to head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline and go to NHL Insider John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. Hello, John. How you doing? I'm great, Bob. How are you? Good. I just want to uh, read you a text here. Uh, we just had Keith... I haven't said anything yet. I know. I, I, want, to get, I want to get to a text, and then we'll let you say something. <laughs> I just got to find... There. Here it is. We just had Keith Gretzky on the show, and this texter, DS, says, Our franchise has done nothing but improve since Mr. Gretzky came on board. Everything he has touched has gotten dra- uh, drastically better. Of course, Keith Kretzky uh, ran the Oilers draft in 1718. Uh, Yamamoto, 22nd pick in 2017. Um, they also uh, ended up drafting a uh, goaltender that year by the name of Stuart Skinner in the third round. And in 2018, the Oilers took Bouchard uh, 10th and McLeod 40th. And they're looking like they're going to be big parts of the Oilers' future as well. Uh, Keith uh, now oversees Bakersfield, which is uh, matriculating uh, players out of Bakersfield into the NHL like Vincent Deherney. Your thoughts on that comment that uh, there has been some progression and growth and greater confidence I think, with where the orders are going right now. It's stability. Stability matters so much in this game. Uh, and uh, let's also remind everybody that uh, who brought Keith Gretzky to Edmonton? Pete Shirelli. Peter Shirelli. Keith was working for the Bruins at the time, and when uh, Peter got hired... Uh, by the Oilers, he brought Keith Gretzky with him. And Keith Gretzky, even in that interim time where he was the acting manager, he he always was a calming influence. And I think that in so many ways, he's he's got a great eye for the game, understands the game, a calm demeanor, can talk about it, can really uh, elocute well on what makes a player strong. Uh, and I think that Kenny Holland was wise to keep him. And again, it's all about longevity and stability because institutional knowledge, Bob, uh, is something that does not get talked enough about in, in, in sports at all. And Keith has some institutional knowledge about this organization that I think uh, is very important to the growth of the club. Well, I, I think there's a uh, growing uh, fandom for, for Ken Holland. And if the Oilers can, and I, George LaRock came on the show and said the series is over. 
the Oilers are winning is this it? year. Well, uh, no, don't say that because Daryl needs the money from the Gates. Yes, uh, I'm here to tell you. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that uh, I have a healthy. I mean, Vegas did finish two points ahead of Edmonton. They are relentless in everything they do. I fully expect this still to be a six or seven game series. But what did you make of game number two? Uh, it was the best first period that the that the Oilers played all season. Period. End of discussion. Yeah. Uh, it was probably the closest game to perfection that the Oilers played all season long. And I think when you can be smart enough to keep Connor McDavid on the bench for more than the last eight minutes of the game, and Leon Dreisaitl for more than the last six minutes of the game, and let your third and fourth liners and others take a, the heavy workload for that uh, that stretch in the third period that's a real bonus bob that's a real bonus what did you make of how the Oilers responded to the physicality and the fact uh, and you know we both have the privilege of talking to ken and uh, he uh, begrudgingly uh, had me meet him in Vernon for a day, uh, where, of course, I invited myself. You know that. And uh, we talked, Bob, we got to get a bigger defense. We're too small. I'm, su- I'm surprised he gave you the, the address, actually. Yes. But that's... Well, I was bringing the red wine. So, uh, anyhow, uh, but with all seriousness, just a thought on the changing complexion and makeup of the Oilers roster and their ability and wherewithal to, uh, you want to go down that path? Well, you know what they say. Yeah, blank around I mean, and find out. Yeah, I mean, and and I mean, I think that uh, this is something that I saw in the Vegas series with Winnipeg, that Vegas started to push Winnipeg around, and Winnipeg could not respond. And I think that the same guys, the same leaders of the Vegas Golden Knights in this series, tried to start to push the Oilers around and couldn't, and couldn't, you know, and that uh, you know when when you. Uh, tick Alex Petrangelo off and he gets going on you and he starts to do this type of thing usually his team responds but they couldn't respond it was it was fascinating to see and and that that's that is the new size of the Edmonton Oilers and that's that's impressive give give Evander Kane some credit uh, give DeHarnay some credit uh, you know there are some uh, give Costin some credit there are some big boys on this squad now, uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's what you need if you expe- expect to go a long period of time in April, May, and June. Uh, for Legacy Heating and Cooling, hey, i got to give Steve a call to address a, a banner at the uh, Stoffer household one of these days. Uh, anyhow, I digress. Uh, hey, that's... Holy smoke. That's the worst. That is a patented shill if I've ever heard one. Well, know your role. Anyhow... Uh, <laughs> There's not a lot I do in the, the Stoffer household, you know that. So, well, you if, make reservations, well. Yes, yes, I do. Oh, and, and don't have any either. Uh, so that's so. Look, we've gone two and a half, three minutes into this conversation. At the end of the day, you still need your best guys to be your best guys because we're going to talk about two different series in the contrast here. It is utterly remarkable what we're seeing with Leon Drysaddle when you're doing stuff that hasn't been done since Newsy Lalonde and uh, you know Fred Cyclone Taylor. I mean, John, that that predates you. The only guy I can think of that, oh. what, like we're we're talking Brian Hall. He might have seen those guys. I'm, I'm well, and, and the great thing with Halsey, if he hadn't seen them, he would still tell you he did. Yes. So, so that's uh, that's the that's the for great Tony Robbins. But anyhow, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that is the worst. Um, but hey, listen, they, what what both guys have done. I mean, Leon is. I've never seen anything like it. 
uh, you know, and I was I was uh, blessed to be around uh, that Oilers squad for a decade that uh, that rewrote the record book both individually and team wise. Uh, and won the the four Stanley Cups in five years, and then the the fifth one in 1990. And I mean, Yari Curry to me was a, as as great a pure goal scorer as he ever saw. And he could play at both ends of the ice too. But th that Leon is is the purest of goal scorers right now. And actually, on Saturday night, the people I were uh, the the guy I was watching the game with, uh, I said, watch how many times. When the Oiler defensemen get aggressive, when Ekholm gets aggressive or Bouchard gets aggressive, who's the first forward back? Who's the guy rotating in position? And right now it's Leon Dreisaitl. He is reading the ice, seeing the ice. He is he's doing so many things. It, it must be an amazing feeling to to be able to see the puck and shoot the puck and and see the game as easily as he is seeing it right now. Well, the orders uh, it's one one. I think we both know this series is up for grabs. But the orders and they're playing a good team. They're playing a team that had 111 points. The only team that was better than them in the Western Conference. So it's going to be a battle the rest of the way. Uh, Stuart Skinner, good response from him as well. Have the orders got to Laurent Brassois? Brassois given up nine goals on 58 shots. That's an 845 save percentage. If they, uh, the answer is if they uh, if they do what they did in first in the first game and don't create traffic, then they haven't got to them. In the second game, they created a ton of traffic. They created a kind of chaos for the for the Vegas defense in front of Brassois because it wasn't just Brassois that was having trouble. It was the defenseman having trouble. If he, if they can continue to create that chaos. Uh, then, then there's going to be some question marks um, for for jo uh, for George and Kelly and for uh, for Bruce to to make a decision on who's going to play goal. But right now, Boisois is the guy. I mean, Aiden. I tell you that Aiden Hill. You know, they, I don't think that discussion ever occurred because what did Hill have four or five shots against in yeah. the third period? So it doesn't. It didn't matter. This is this is net. He will be dialed in tonight, and he will be ready to go. All right. So, John, uh, the Oilers top guys, Connor McDavid. Leon Dreisaitl has six goals through the first two games of the series. That's the most the players ever had in the opening two games of a series. Connor's got a couple goals and five points. Uh, you know, eight goals between those two guys through the first two games. The Toronto Maple Leafs are down 3 nothing in yeah. Florida. You're in the center of the hockey universe on a fairly regular basis. Uh, they have four players making $40 million bucks who haven't scored a goal in the opening three games against Florida. Now, I know Bobrovsky's playing good, but that can't be lost in people in T.O. right now uh, in Maple Leaf country, is it? Oh, not at all. The core four, as they're called. Yes. Uh, there's a ton of pressure on, on all four of those guys, on Nylander, Tavares, Marner and uh, and Matthews. Uh, somebody asked me last night, uh, do these guys, are they considered elite players? And I said, well, I guess they're elite players in the regular season at this point. You know, they had a very good, all four played very well against Tampa. Yep. But what Paul Maurice's team has done is remarkable. You, you, we, we talked about the Oilers getting to the front of the net. We talked about the Oilers doing lots of aggressive stuff in the offensive zone. There's been none of that from the Maple Leafs. There is zero. They are playing to the outside. Uh, the Panthers have done a marvelous job in keeping everything to the wings, and there's, I mean, they have to, they, they can't even get to the net to go to the net. So it's it's one of those things. It's a major issue for Toronto, and I, uh, I'd be shocked 
honestly, if they win on Wednesday night. Really? To avoid the sweep. Oh, yeah. I'd be shocked if they... So they, how... Because uh, I, think, I, I think it's going to be... Uh, I think it's Joe Wall in goal, too. Yeah. I really do. I don't think it's Samsonov. I think it's Joe Wall, and that's that's another question mark that, uh, that puts everything in place. All right. So, okay. Well, we'll wait to see what happens there. I got to ask you about New York because you had Gary Bettman, the commissioner, on your show, which, by the way, can be heard on Sirius Satellite Radio at what time? I four o'clock mountain. Four o'clock mountain time. Uh, your Bob yeah. McCown, the Bob McCown podcast, which and is, it's it's on the same it's on the same podcast uh, platforms that your show is on, Bob. All right. So you do all the work on that show, and then he benefits, and he's got the big name. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> just having fun. The guy, hey, the guy was unbelievable. There's it is unbelievable. Uh, so tell me this: you had Batman on. What did he say about Joel Quenville? Well, right now nobody can talk to Joel Quenville. Uh, if you have interest in Joel Quinville as a coach, uh, you have you are not allowed to speak with him, negotiate with him, or do anything. Same thing with Stan Bowman, and what both Stan and Joel have to do, and, and he he worded it quite succinctly: at an appropriate time, this will be a discussion which he is not prepared to have right now. Uh, to see if they are in better places and can come back to the National Hockey League. Obviously, the the stuff that went on in Chicago in 2010 and 11 is still a black mark on the round of the National Hockey League. And uh, at this point, John McDonough, the president, is out of the league. Um, and uh, the two guys paying for it more than anybody else at this point are Joel Quenville and Stan Bowman. John, uh, on Saturday, the New York Rangers fired Gerard Gallant. Later that day, Larry Brooks had a story on Chris Knobloch, who, as you know, I know quite well. Um, Chris uh, coached the Erie Otters for four He played for the Alberta Golden Bears when I was doing play-by-play. He was in Kootenai, took Kootenai to the Memorial Cup with Braden McNabb, basically got derailed when McNabb knocked and pretty much ended the career of Joey Hishon with just a hellacious mm-hmm. hit at the Memorial Cup. Uh, Chris has done a that Hartford team. They they don't have a lot down there in terms of higher end prospects. They're into their divisional championship series against, ironically, former Oilers head coach Todd Nelson. Is it an accident that Larry Brooks came up with the name Chris Knobloch and did a piece on him in a day in which the New York Rangers uh, came to uh, you know a mutual agreement with Gerard Gallant that they were going to part ways? And they referenced the fact that they were looking for better structure and process in the Rangers game. Let's not forget Chris has had two stints as Rangers coach, pinch hitting when there was some COVID issues, and did quite well. Is he an, uh, outs- I, I, is he an outside I, chance to be in the... I mean, I just that struck me as odd that Larry would put Knobloch out there that day. Here, here's the thing about Larry Brooks. He has great ties to the Ranger organization. There isn't anything that is written by Larry Brooks in the New York Post about the New York Rangers that doesn't come with knowledge of of and from the inside of the organization. So I don't think it is a coincidence. I think that they may be laying the uh, the groundwork there. That said, I, I, I've talked to enough people with other teams. Yes. And I ask, I keep asking the question, when is Chris Knobloch going to get his chance? Because he's one of those guys on my list. When is Chris Knobloch going to get his chance? And this just might be it. Chris, is, I'll tell you what, Chris's biggest downfall isn't his hockey knowledge, isn't his structure, isn't his communication skills with uh, the players. It's that Chris is relatively reserved. Yes. He's a low-key guy. 
And if you look in the National Hockey League now, and part of the job is to communicate with the media, communicate with ownership, communicate with the fans, is that something that Chris needs to work on? Because there are great coaches uh, all through the NHL and all through other parts, other leagues that have always wondered why they didn't get a chance, and it was probably more about personality than it was about their performance. Great stuff, John. Thanks for the time. All right, Bob. Talk to you later. 251 in Edmonton. We'll wrap up orders now after this. To the Stan Oilers history for New West Travel. Serving travelers since 1979. Book your vacation today at newwesttravel.com. Here's Brendan Escott. Mark Messier potting two goals and two assists on this day back in 1990. The Oilers beat Trent Yanni and the Chicago Blackhawks 4-2 at Chicago Stadium. It, uh, it tied the Campbell Conference Final at two games. It was apiece. a Sunday afternoon game. Best game the Moose ever played. Watched it when I was in Wells, B.C. Uh, tonight, Game 3, Edmonton and Vegas, 4.30 face-off show with Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Jack Michaels, Cam Moon, myself, and Brendan Escott. Puck drop at 6.30. Tomorrow, daily face-offs. Frank Valley for Horse Racing, Alberta Live Thurman Racing, back at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino on Friday and Saturday. For more info, head to thehorses.com. Michael Rupp, former NHLer from the NHL Network, will join us as well. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn, followed by Chelsea on Chad with Chelsea Bird. I will rejoin you 5 p.m. from Studio 99.